Welcome back to the Real Dads United podcast, and I am your host, Andy the Southern Dad. Now today, we have a very special guest coming on to the show today, and his name is Chad Zook, and he is the founder of the A New Kind of Man podcast. So make sure you also follow his show as well. It's on all the major podcasting platforms, just like this show is. So odds are, if you're listening to this show, there's a good chance you can also find his show on as well. And again, his show is called A New Kind of Man. Now, if you'd also like to find him on Instagram or Facebook, you can find him at A New Kind of Man. Or if you want to check him out on his website, it is BeANewMan.com. Now, we'll have all of these down in the description and show notes below. So just in case if you missed it or wasn't able to jot it down, I will have it in the notes below. So without further ado, I'm going to bring Chad on and we're going to be talking about several different things, including his story and how to become a better father. So with that being said, so go ahead and kind of give, give us a little bit of a backstory on where you started with, with your whole journey. Because I mean, we all know that you, like your brand name is a new kind of man, but we all started from somewhere. So how was your start and what was it? Yeah, that's a great question. I, uh, I was born and raised in Illinois and my parents divorced when I was four. And that really became a huge storyline in my life for years that, that really defined me. I didn't realize how much it defined me until later. And, so my parents divorced when I was four and it, it was ugly. They didn't get along, they didn't communicate, they didn't want to be in the same room. And the way that I explained it is, I felt like the, the handkerchief in the middle of the tug of war rope. And it was, it was tugging back and forth, but I didn't really feel like either one of them wanted me necessarily, they just wanted to beat the other one. So that created all sorts of issues with me. And, you know, and over the years I've, connected with with that and, and I've healed through some of those wounds. But one of the things that it did was it sent me in a spiral where I just didn't value women like I should have. I didn't value girls growing up like I should have or my wife. And that really started after the divorce. And then when my parents, my dad ended up remarrying and then my mom ended up remarrying. and. Then my mom, the gentleman that she remarried, he went back into the Navy and then she left. It was like my dad had custody. And then when she left Illinois, she went to Virginia and I felt abandoned twice. And so that, that did all sorts of things in, in my adolescent mind and it was confusing. And then there was also physical abuse at the hands of, of a woman in my life growing up so those two things just created just a molecule cocktail effect of me honestly just not valuing women like i should or girls right now i know that there's a bunch of parents out there going through this exact same scenario you know with divorce have kids involved in that kind of ordeal what would be your recommendation for those parents whenever it comes to the kids like how should those parents act towards the kids in that type of ordeal? Well, 
I think there's some things that they need to tell their kids and there's some things they don't need to tell their kids. They don't need to tell their kids how, how evil the other person is. If they're, if they're on a track record for divorce, I, I myself, I think that anything can be resolved if two people will, hum, will humble themselves, quite honestly, and get the help they need. I do. That's, that's my conviction. However, if somebody chooses divorce, don't, you know, don't discredit the other person. They're still going to be the parent of your child and you're still going to have to co-parent, although you may not even be able to be in the same room, but you're still going to have to communicate and you're still going to have to honor them as a person and being the parent of your children. So you may not have to be chummy and buddy-buddy and all of that, but make sure you don't smear them. Uh, you may feel in such a way, but if your kids know exactly how you feel about them, you're, all you're doing is you're implanting that into your kids, and then your kids, because they don't have the, the wisdom and they, they can't discern what's going on, all they can do is feel. So they'll be emotional sponges. And the problem is, so they're getting mixed messages. So if you're with one, if you're with one parent, you're getting one message and one's with the other, and then that never goes well. So I would say there's some things they do need to say. They, they need to say that uh, it didn't work out. They don't need to give all the details, but they need to reassure their kids that, that they're going to do the best they can to parent them and that don't tell them what well, everything's going to be normal. Everything's going to be fine. That's a new normal. That's a myth. When somebody says, oh, you can just divorce them, the kids are going to be fine. That's a myth. That is not true. It's just not. And in my line of work, what I do now, I've walked several people through this and or I've been on the back end after years of of chaos in the home. And it's and then my own story to boot, it just doesn't happen that way. You have to be real about that as a parent and just saying, oh, you know, my kids, they'll be fine. My kids will get over it. Yeah, they may get over it, but they may be 40. And they may be like me, they, they could be, they could then take all of that frustration and then, and then vent that out on people who are innocent. Right. So that, that literally was a storyline of my adolescence, of my, you know, of my teen years. And then going into my marriage, I didn't know how to be a man. I didn't know how to be a dad. I didn't know how to be a husband. I mean, I didn't know how to do a whole lot other than be stubborn. I was really good at that though. Stubbornness, <laughs> I nailed that. If there was a degree plan for stubbornness, I had a bachelor's, I'm sure of it, an honorary or something. Like, So that's all I brought into it. And my wife and I, we've been married and it's amazing. We've had an amazing, incredible, um, and then difficult ride over, we've been married for 25 years. We both got married at 19 and that's we were kids. Phenomenal, by the way, thank you. Because that's that's something that you you never hear anymore. And yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure, like throughout your marriage, you've you've had ups and downs. And oh, that's, yeah. but I'm pretty sure, like with both of y'all, y'all had one primary focus. Both of y'all wanted the marriage to work. Yes. Yes. And. The thing is, like, like I mean, you, you hit the nail right on the head a little bit ago, talking about of how any marriage can be salvaged. But it's like one thing that I that I know that is true. A marriage can be salvaged as long as both people 
are willing to work on. Yeah, absolutely. But as soon as one person gives up, the marriage is over. Right. A lot of people say, um, they say, well, marriage is 50-50. That is not true either. That's a myth. Marriage is 100-100. That's what it is. It is 100-100. Our marriage hasn't been perfect. We've had had setbacks uh, early in those years. You know, getting just getting married and I, I didn't value my wife like I should have and everybody has wounds yep. everybody does and until those wounds are healed we tend to act out of those wounds on other people so it was actually the 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 thing that really helped me kind of cross over and realizing that that I was really broken was the birth of my son I was 21 at the time and at the birth of my son, I, I realized, whoa, I like, I was so not ready to be, to be a dad. Now I read, I read, you know, what to expect while you're expecting. I did the Lamaze classes. <laughs> we were all of that. Like I, I was there, I was like in the, you know, the catches. I don't know what, what pose I was during all that. I was there. <laughs> uh, it didn't work out that way for us, but it's like, I was, I was locked in. But, uh, but you know, the thing is, the very thing that I wanted in my life, and as I wanted to, I wanted to get married young and I wanted to have kids when I was young, that way I could grow up with them. That, those were my only two goals. And like, wow, that, that may seem noble because I've been married for 25 years. If somebody were to come up to me right now at 19, be like, you know what? I want to get married young and have kids. I'm like, oh. <laughs> One is biology and one is going to the courthouse. Let's think through your goals. Like, you know, but again, by the grace of God, we're, we're here today and stronger than we've ever been. But the the thing that really helped me to cross over and to realize that how broken I was is literally looking at my son because I didn't want what I had growing up. And I knew as soon as I looked at him, I was like, I, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I really didn't feel like that I had, you know, the model that I needed growing up for myself. Right. And so it was through that and some friends inviting us to church that started to connect with some other people who really valued us. And ultimately I gave my life to Jesus. And I realized at that time, I was like, I was unfairly expecting my dad to be what only God could do. I expected my dad to be this perfect earthly father. He was going to do everything. He was going to play catch anytime I wanted to. He was going to go to my ball game. We were going to talk about deep stuff. And and yet the reality is what I was expecting of my dad and getting frustrated with was really something that only God can provide. So that helped me. And then I started, I, I went to the book. I'm a man of the, of the Bible. So I went to to the Bible, not knowing really anything about it, but I went to it and then I would see something about how God's a father and how he would respond. And I was like, well, I'll try that. You know, well, I'll try that. Well, what about that? I'll try that, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and eventually, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say I figured the parenting thing out because I'm still, I mean, I, you know, with my kids, I, that never really stops as they change. And as I change, it's just the continual cycle of learning which is great right. um, I have learned a ton but uh, but that was the, the thing that really helped me get over the edge and then 
another event uh, in seven years, seven to ten. Uh, it was somewhere in that span. I wish my wife was here. She could tell me exactly where it is. They're good at that, aren't they? Yeah, and when she listens to this, she'll be like, I, I could have told you. But uh, but that's fine. Um, but in that time frame, we actually went to a marriage conference, and it was our anniversary gift to one another. And wow, we learned how to communicate. It's like, did you know you can actually communicate in marriage? Who would have thought? You know. So it's like it was just a whole new learning experience, and it, it was great. It opened up levels of of communication, and ultimately. The uh, another thing that sent me into a new kind of man was I had a a guy who just befriended me, and he invited me on this journey and to to reading a book called Wild at Heart by John Eldridge, and I believe every man should read this book. And that has sent me on a journey. I believe the first time I read that, I think it was two thousand three. I believe. 2002, 2003, and I literally tomorrow night I'm gonna have a group of probably 30 guys in my house, and we're digging into it. And I've been doing that ever since in large groups and small groups since again 2002, 2003. It's just impacted me. So, and then again this time there was like a brand new wound that was revealed. It says, hey, what about you know? It's just like God said, what about that? And uh, so I was like, I don't pretend anymore. I don't posture up, be like, "Oh, I'm a tough guy. I can get through this." That's <laughs> you know what I mean? I I can I can that do. Pride. I don't know what it is. That pride. It just it gets in the way. It gets you know, in the way of true growth. Yeah. You know, it just a lot of us men we're we're guilty of that. You we know, are. we're guilty of oh, I'm I'm tough. I can handle it, or I can do this on my own. Yeah. But yet. It's just, it's a lovely thing about God. He will knock us on our knees every time. Yeah, it's all ego. You know, it's, that's ego. That's us. That's a false self, ultimately. That is a, that is a, a, a character of ourself, but not our real self. Oh yeah. And, and the great thing about all of, of those experiences, the good ones and bad ones, and how those wounds have been healed. I've realized that I did have a false self that was constructed based off of all those wounds. That I am this person because this happened, and then I started to live out of those false things. And I don't, I don't want to go into too deep into that, but I can tell you what it, what it has done. I can go deeper into it, but, but for the sake of time, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, but what I have done, it has just totally changed the way that I think about things. And even my mindset, when when it comes to to marriage, uh, my wife uh, just actually just a couple of years ago she had a kidney transplant. Oh wow! So the communication that we learned all those years ago, I tell you, like we were we were and we are an incredible team. We just are, and I don't say that pridefully. That is an ego. I'm just telling you, we are. I, I can say so with confidence, without arrogance. Well, and that's And that's a lovely thing. Like whenever it comes to a marriage, you're supposed to work together, you know. And it's an it's an unfortunate thing whenever you hear about couples and they're constantly like, 
working against each other. You know, like one person is trying to accomplish this thing, the other person is trying to accomplish something else. Right. But they're not joining together at all. It's like, work together. You know, that's like whenever, because I'm actually a part of a dad app. It's, it's a good app, a bunch of cool guys that I've met. And one thing about it is we, we all help each other out. And like one guy, he was, he was having issues. Like his wife was, I believe, because this, this was a couple of days ago and I've had other things go on since then, but his wife was complaining about him not doing things correctly or, you know, things along those lines. And then another guy was talking about, like, as soon as he walked into the door, you know, he felt like his spouse didn't do anything. So with both scenarios, they weren't working together. You know, you have the one spouse, she was telling him everything he was doing wrong. Whatever, in all reality, instead of telling him everything he's doing wrong, why not help him do things the correct way? And that same thing with the with that guy, you know, his mindset was completely backwards. You know, wherever you walk into the house, you know, yeah, you may have worked all day, but so what? As soon as you walk in that front door, you got another hat that you throw on. That's right. Uh, you you go from going to your job and working to wherever you walk in your front door of your home to you're now a husband and a father. Right. You know, it's it's two completely different things. You know, like if you see that your spouse is having issues or like, for instance, if you walk in and, yeah, dinner's cooked, but dishes aren't put away and you see she's tending to the kids, jump in, do the dishes, you know. That's right. Just help out. I mean, and that right there, to me, that defines a real man. Yeah. You know, if you yeah. jump in there and you work as a team, you're doing the manly thing. Now, I understand, like, some men is like, washing dishes, that's not a manly thing to do. I'm sorry, I beg to differ. Right. You know, same you know, thing. It depends on what your metric is. I, I think for some people, the, their metric is, you know, well, the manly thing to do is I just cut grass and sit in my chair. Yeah. Um, and, and it depends on what your metric is. I mean, if that's manly to you, and I don't think that, that a marriage is going to be constructed in that way. No. And, and if you stay married for very long, it's not going to be a happy marriage, in my opinion. But to me, I mean, I'm supposed to to serve and to sacrifice and to love my wife well. I mean, those are things that I'm supposed to do. You know, I spent I spent 10 years in the aviation industry. When I was in the Navy, I worked on F-18 mm-hmm. and then went to college for that and then ended up working in cor- the corporate side of the aviation field and when I worked in, in the service I worked at a service center in the corporate aviation field they had one of those old school clock in clock out cards literally you pull the card off I and, remember those you know and 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 to me that's how I visualize when I go from my office and I get out of my truck and I come in the house it's different now I don't have little kids who run up grabbing my legs I really miss those days. Oh, I do. You know, my five-year-old, as soon as he walks, or as soon as I walk in the door, mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. Soak it up. My youngest is fifteen. Ah. So, so well, there's no more around that leg. But well, yeah. fifteen. It's 
Is it is it one yeah. of those foods yet? No, it's not. I tell you, I'm very fortunate. I actually have a very close relationship with both of my kids. Ah, okay. So, yeah, I'm actually going to be. I've got some editing to do, but I'm in a rough stage of of a blog right now, actually explaining a little journey that I took with my kids and a conversation that I had. You guys can stay tuned for that, but. Uh, I've always tried to be intentional with both of my kids. Haven't done it perfectly. Made some mistakes. That's actually what I'm, one of the things I'm going to talk about in the blog. But um, and I've tried to just be consistent over the years. Right. You know, just make those relational deposits day by day. A conversation here, eating at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. You know, I, maybe I'm old school, and that's fine. I'm 44. If you call me old school, I'm old school. But I'm the I'm I'm the type of guy who who values eating at the dinner table. Oh yeah, that's, so. that's, so, and this is something I challenge any parent to do, or actually all parents, mm-hmm. at least one meal a day at the dinner table. Yeah. Now, if you don't have a dinner table, I'm sorry, but yeah. I mean, you can still have that centralized location even if you don't have a dinner table. You yeah. know, just at least one meal. You know, it can be breakfast, it can be dinner, it can be lunch, it can be one of the three. You know, but just one meal. You sit down, no electronics, and talk. And now I know that talking may be kind of foreign to some people, but that talking helps. It keeps the lines of communication open. Absolutely. And there's some days where you, where the conversation is is short. It's, hey, how was your day? It was good. Or you get one thing. But what you're doing is, again you're making a deposit yeah so those relational deposits over time and of of having small conversations and then when there is a bigger conversation you know as a dad i'm like i either my wife or i i I want us to be the primary people that our kids would go to for anything and so it starts with having a conversation about how algebra was today or how spanish was today or how soccer practice was today or how, you know, how art was today or whatever your kids are into, it starts with that. So then when you actually have something of substance and value that you really want them to confide in you with, that you have made those deposits so that you can have that withdrawal. Well, and that's, and this is another thing, like, I mean, I hear from, from various people that they don't ever eat at the dinner table. And I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of times where I hear people that they don't even eat a meal together. Yeah. You know, they eat meals at different, you know, different times during the day and that kind of stuff. And it just, and I hear this from from other people, and it just, it's kind of mind-boggling because, like, now I do look at it with the way I was raised. Now, with the way I was raised, we typically, well, we ate in front of the TV. That's the way I was raised. Wait in front of the TV, but and that's also something that I have changed, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that I've changed to to make sure I have that one-on-one time with my wife and boys. Is nice. that's we eat at least one meal together. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I eat breakfast with my boys every morning, and now all of us we typically eat together in the evenings. Now there may be on occasion that one of us works late or what have you. But, sure, yeah. But the thing is, we still we still all eat at least one meal a day, mm-hmm. and it's just 
that's just our time to talk and socialize. You know, it's, it's one of those things, you know, you have to be a little creative sometimes oh, yeah. with your schedule. I was raised that way. I mean, we had dinner at five o'clock. That was the expectation. My dad, for most of those years, he literally worked across the street. So he could walk across the street literally and come into the house and dinner was ready at five o'clock. And, and so I was, I was accustomed to that. Right. We didn't have a whole lot of, you know, I would say deep, meaningful conversations at the dinner table. I, I really wish we would have, but we just really didn't. Um, but but at least we were in the practice of, of eating together and then we would do the dishes. But however, my brother told me recently that, that I was, I guess I was a little crafty in making excuses of things I had to do during the cleaning of the dishes. So I can neither confirm nor deny. That's my brother. Said. So. I think that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's been it's been an amazing journey, and and just to see, if just to see even where I was, and then what God has done in me to get to this point, of which now going into a new kind of man, mm-hmm. and the interesting thing about a new kind of man is the reason why it is it's, that wording is very specific is everybody's a little bit different but yet a a man a true man is going to have some of the same characteristics across the board but our stories are a little different i mean your story what you shared andy is different than mine oh yeah and in the things that have changed in your life i may never even have to deal with or maybe I will. Maybe I will in 10 years. Don't. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I hope I don't either. I hope I don't either. But but I've had my own struggles in my marriage that's, that's led us to change. Yeah. You know. And at least positive change. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah, and I, I'm just addressing positive change. I mean, people do change for the negative, and they just go, oh, yeah. they're hurt, you know. It's the phrase that I've heard, I don't know who said it, it's not new to me, but uh, it's the phrase, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah, they do. And sometimes they don't even know, they don't even know where they're wounded, they just know they're hurt. So all they do is they live out of that wound. And I just, I really wanna help men and help dads to be able to recover lost time, maybe help them and to heal some of their wounds if, if they would allow me to do so to encourage guys to keep going to not give up to not fall into the to the traps that are just being set over and over and over in our culture oh yeah it's for for men to rise up our society needs it our 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 wives need it our girlfriends need it our churches need it our community needs it our nation needs it Mm -hmm. so if i could help one guy you know that's all all that matters i mean it's and that's the same thing with me you know i'm i'm the same way and i mean i know that i'm making an impact Mm because i get people they message me all the time on instagram they're like that post was inspiring Mm -hmm. well then they also so i'm also very active on my stories as well on instagram and i get responses on my stories quite frequently and it's just the small things that I share, it makes an impact. You know, it helps people with 
they could have been having the crappiest day ever. Mm-hmm. Then it makes my day whenever they come to me. It's like, you know, Andy, I was having a bad day up until I read this post. I'm like, well, thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'm, I can't take all the credit. Right. You know, it's, it does take free will. It does take the individual to want that change, to want to be able to accept a positive message. Yeah. Because it's kind of like an old saying, a negative mind can never have a positive life. It just doesn't happen. But if you have a positive mindset, odds are you're going to have a positive life. Yeah. I'm glad you said that too, because within my upbringing, I mean, I ultimately, you know, I guess I could have not changed at all. And I could have just repeated all of the broken cycles that were inflicted upon me and the sense of abandonment and all these. I mean, I could have done all of that and just never changed. Right. And, And ultimately, I think everybody has to get to the point where they realize they're powerless over their situation. Right. Where it's like, okay, I've tried it my way. I've got to have another way. You know. God's way. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's ultimately, I mean, the the way to, and I realize that not everybody who's going to watch this or listen to this is is in agreement with this. I totally get it. Oh, and I'm trying that as well. And it's, it's like whenever, like with me, whenever it comes to religion, yes, I am a Christian. Mm -hmm. But, even with that, you know, like if other people, like if they're Muslim or Hindu or Buddhist or what have you, as long as the religion makes them a better person and doesn't make them negative, spiteful, you know, hating another person, I'm like, so be it. Right. You know, it's it's not up to me to tell somebody that they're wrong. You know, that's that's not my job. Right. You know, but what my job is to, or what my job is, is to love one another. Right. My job is to love thy neighbor as yourself. Right. Not under conditions. It it doesn't say under these certain conditions. Right. So, and it's, but that's, that's also my personal beliefs. You know, if, if a religion makes you a better person, so be it. Yeah. The interesting thing about about Christianity and it, it, it melds right into what you're saying. The interesting thing about Christianity is it, it is the one religion to where surrender guarantees victory. Oh yeah. And it's realizing it's surrendering again the, the false self, it's surrendering the flesh, it's surrendering the, the nature of sin and, and yep. all of that kind of just all the brokenness is surrender and saying, I can't fix it. I can't fix me. I can't earn my way to heaven. I can't do anything. God, I need you. You know, and those are, are pivotal times. Yep. That uh, those have been, those have always been pivotal times in my life. And every single time that that, that has happened, where there's been sincerity within my heart, I become a better person. Oh yeah, I surrender. Mean, same here. Just that continual surrender. I mean, that's even. You know, even with the last episode, you know, I talked about how this, how my brand got started. Mm-hmm. It got started because of a miscarriage. It, it got started because of that negative act. Mm. 
and I couldn't, I couldn't process that on my own. So I needed it out. So that's how Andy the Southern Dad was born. And then it just, it blossomed from there. But I mean, you also know the rest of the story. I mean, sure. I still had my demons. Yeah. You know, I I still didn't fully surrender. I still was holding on to a lot of grief. Mm-hmm. But then that's one thing that God loves to do. He brought me to my knees really fast. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And that's that's the difference, you know. And that that really is uh man that's been the difference in my life a a new kind of man is is rooted in ancient and timeless biblical principles that that the modern day man can live out that's what it is and i i am a man of faith i don't i'm like you you know what you were saying earlier my a new kind of man is not trying to convince you to do this or to stop doing this it's to literally be a better man. Now, I believe the Bible is the, is the answer for that. Oh, yeah. So, so I'm, but I'm going to be out front with that, and you either agree or disagree, and that's fine. We can, we can get this, Andy, get this. We can agree to disagree and still be friends. All day long. Right. And that's actually a phrase I use all the time when it comes to politics. What? No, <laughs> no that. It's, it's relevant every other aspect, just not politics. We can't. You draw a hard line. What side are you on? Just kidding. But, <laughs> but, yeah. but, I mean, but, I mean, you gotta look at it. I mean, there's some people that are so set in their ways, especially when it comes to politics, and Absolutely. there's no budget. Now, I'm, I'm not going to go down the political, political road, because, I mean, you and I, we do see eye to eye on pretty much everything when it comes to politics. But, but the thing is, it's like with some people, it just, they're so engulfed in what they believe is right and true. There's no penetrating. So it's just, it's one of those type of ordeals. Instead of arguing about it and starting to get a negative mindset, it's one of those type of ordeals. Like, you know, you step back and you're like, we're just going to figure out and disagree and then move on. That's that's how, actually how, how what you're doing and with what I'm doing is different because if they're connected socially through, through the networks, if they're connected with you or I, they're already in, they're either curious or they're already in agreement about some form of change oh, yeah. or belief, or they're wanting something they don't have, or maybe they do have it and they're, they're like us. We're like, Hey, I'm just looking for an outlet to share, which is great. I need to learn stuff too. Yeah, I'm not the I'm the I'm not the guru. I'm a practitioner. Oh yeah, you know. I mean, it's just I'm practicing what I'm preaching. You know, I'm not a hundred percent expert. I'm I'm speaking from personal experience. Right, right. I don't have degrees and all that stuff. I have experience. That's all I right. have. I do have some degrees, but you know that that withstanding that isn't even what I'm. You know, even what is a big part of my messaging, it is about my my story and, and what's happened in the middle of that. But uh, but yeah, none of this was taught to me in seminary. So, 
you know. I never went to seminary school. <laughs> um, I did. I did go to college for a brief amount of time. Mm-hmm. But that's the reason why I'm really good with numbers. I went to college to be an accountant, but I never finished. Gotcha. So, gotcha. You do not want me to be an accountant. <laughs> I'm glad you can do what you can do. I'm, you I'm don't want to be. Yeah. Um, I'm clearly not. I, I'm a. I, I don't know what I am, but I'm not that. <laughs> I guess I'm a lot of things, but I'm not that. How you not a numbers guy? No, no. Well, I look at I look at, at, at Microsoft Excel, and I'm like, oh, get away from me! <laughs> like I. That's how I, I make have, budgets. <laughs> yeah, I I have to use it. It's just not my favorite. Yeah, I, I would much money. rather have her. I'd much rather have a conversation like this, or a conversation, or just a conversation around the table with some guys, encouraging, you know, one another, learning from one another, challenging one another. Um, I'd rather have that. Going out and having some manly fun, throwing some axes, or you know, playing football or something, anything like that. So, anything but numbers. Anything. <laughs> Washing dishes, I'm in. Not numbers. What about doing laundry? You know what? I've washed I've washed many dishes and I have folded a lot of laundry. I that is not my that is definitely a secondary thing that I do. Ah. Of of the things that I have to do around the house, my wife carries the load. No pun intended. Most of the time, when it comes to loads of laundry mm-hmm. and uh, and and all of that, but but then I help put it all away after she folds it. So I guess I play a little part, but. Yeah, so uh, we kind of have a rule at our house. It takes about 60 minutes to wash the clothes, about 90 minutes to dry, five to seven business days to put them up. <laughs> That's great. I mean, actually, we do put them up sooner than that, but it's one of those type things. It's like, oh, man, we have to put them up. Clothes. Hey, they have this really, really awesome downy, like wrinkle releasing spray hmm. it is my friend just in case just in hypothetically speaking just in case in case your clothes sit in the basket a little longer than they ought to and you pull it up and it looks like an accordion yeah. you hold that shirt up you spray some some downy wrinkle uh wrinkle releaser on there and you shake it out hmm. good as new just like you pulled it right out of the dryer fooling everybody Except if they listen to this podcast and then they know your secret. So they're going to be checking your shirt all the time. So <laughs> now you're going to be on the game, man. Yeah. Well, and the cool thing is they're also going to be able to watch this thing on video on that same exact page. There you go. Dad.com slash a new kind of man. So, and I'm, I like making things easy. Yep. So I'm going to have a video of this podcast. I'm also going to have links to your blog and also how to find you on Instagram. Cool. I just, I like making things simple and easy. Yeah. Now I will also, so on my website, I also have a little podcast tab that this, this podcast is going to be on it. And then like right above it, I'm going to have a little link for them to click. So in case they want to watch it on video mm-hmm. and find out where you're at. Yeah. Cool. That's that's a lovely thing about the websites that I have. I like making things super simple, so it's easy. I don't like complicated things. Yeah, I don't either. 
music's good. So do you have any other advice that you want to give people on, on your change and how to make sure you maintain that good positive change? Yeah, I would say just a, as a bit of encouragement, just don't give up. You know, if you're unhappy with in your current situation, it's okay to change it. You have to first acknowledge and just say, things need to change. There are so many good resources. Your, your, you know, your messaging, just a positive mindset is an incredible place for people to go. Go to, you know, you can go to my site, A New Kind of Man. You can send me an email if you have a question and you're wrestling with something, uh, send me an email. And my email is sharpeningmanlymen at gmail.com. So if you have a question. On the page as well. Perfect. Just to make everything super easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I would encourage you with that. Just do not give up. If you want to change, you can. You're still taking air. Oh, yeah. So you can change. And the other thing I would say is uh, you would ask, that was the first thing. And then I, I forgot exactly you worded that a little bit different. What was the second? Do you remember the second thing that you said? A uh, bit of encouragement for men about change and then my change. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. So we'll skip over it. I'll put it off. I'll, I'll wrap it up and say this. You know what? I'm still changing. Oh, yeah. So I'm still a work in progress. And if you want to kind of chart my progress and what I'm learning and how I'm growing, um, if you're interested in any of that, it will be all over my Instagram page and then my blog when I post. I try and be an open as and honest and transparent as I possibly can because I think that's what men need to do. Oh, yeah. And I'm enjoying your Instagram page. I mean, it's just, it's, it's positive, it's uplifting. And it also teaches you things. You know, it's, it's very, it's very similar to mine. Uh, even though mine's geared mainly towards mindset, mm -hmm. you know, yours is more geared towards being a better man. Yeah, which is it, it, I drilled down into four different tenets. I, I, I drilled down into spiritual maturity. It's a big part of who I am, and, and just in the change that I've had, it's right. goes. It, I mean, it's it's hand in hand with spiritual maturity intellectual ability so I, I, I'm gonna put things up there to challenge people intellectually emotional stability yep. is another one um, and I realized that you know men here emotions emotion so emotional stability so there there are things about that because men have the gamut of emotions just like ladies do and uh, so I want to help men with that as well and then also physical strength I'm not a, a, a specimen, as they say, at 44, I can't do what I once did, but I do work out and I do think that, that all four of those things uh, will make you a better man. You're going to have more energy, you're going to have more intelligence, you're going to have more emotional intelligence, oh, yeah. and then and then again with the spiritual maturity, the, the more that I learn about God, the more I learn about myself. Oh, yeah. And those two things work in tandem those things are like you know, links to the chain and so the more i learn about him the more i learn about myself and the more i learn about myself the more I learn about this grace. so it's an incredible journey that i'm on and uh so that's really what a new kind of man is built on those four different tenets awesome 
Well, Chad, I appreciate it. I mean, this was, man, this was awesome. Thank you for the opportunity. I enjoyed hearing your story. I know it, I know it definitely resonate with a lot of people because I know there's a bunch of people out there going through the same exact thing that you went through. Mm-hmm. And there's probably some people out there going through, even with the divorce, they're going through that and they're trying to figure out of how did how the kids get involved, mm-hmm. you know, or how to even treat the kids through the divorce. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it's just some parents, they may not know or they may not understand of what they're doing. Right. And with your insight, it can help guide them a little bit more. I hope so. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I feel that they will. I mean, you're spot on. But, but anyway, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up. It was a pleasure having you on on the show. Yeah, it was a blast. Thanks for the opportunity. Oh, yeah, not a problem. Hey, take it easy. All right. You too now. All right. Have a good one. Now, Chad, I want to thank you again for coming on the Real Dads United podcast. And guys, also make sure that you also check out his show, A New Kind of Man. You can listen to it on all of the major podcast networks. And if you are trying to get a hold of him on Facebook or Instagram, you can find them at A New Kind of Man. Or you can check him out on his blog beanewman.com and again I'll have all of that in the show notes so with that being said I'm Andy the Southern Dad I hope each and every single one of you has a blessed day take it easy and I'll see y'all in the next episode have a great day